hello hello peace love and blessings beautiful people oh my gosh this chapter is so good i just hope that i can do it justice by summarizing it and perspecting it i don't know even the last word but i hope i can do it justice by talking about it in 20 minutes or less so here we go well first my name is Zalika Akila. Welcome to Philosophy with Z. We are going over The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And today is chapter 10, titled Everlasting Happiness. And this chapter is just so beautiful. It was so long, but it's funny because it was really so long because it's really just repeating the same thing over and over. But in, it's cool that, that Rhonda Byrne um quotes other people's books like there's this one page and none of it is actually her speaking it's just like one two three four five six quotes in a row from other people's books talking about the same thing and that thing is that we are everlasting happiness like our true nature is happiness and as I've been saying, our true nature is love. Deep down at our core or around us, everything, everything is <laughs> happiness and love because we are one with the whole universal consciousness. So happiness is our natural state because everything comes from love. And that's my belief because I think no matter what's happening in the world around me, Everything is happening in my favor. I, I like to listen to or watch Ralph Smart, Infinite Waters on YouTube. And he that's what he says. He says he has pro-noia instead of paranoia. He has pro-noia because everything is working in his favor. And I've just decided to believe that as well. Like in in this book or in this chapter, they're talking about like a couple times they've mentioned unhappiness comes from a couple different things one it comes from resisting reality and two unhappiness comes from attachment so so on the first part of that when we are resisting what is then that causes friction like i'm not going with the flow i'm literally resisting the flow and when I'm resisting the flow, I'm not allowing happiness to be present. I'm, I'm resisting it. They talk about how many of us unconsciously resist happiness because of repressed or suppressed beliefs. So for example, like if you were, when you were a kid and people always told you to calm down and be quiet, or just sit, be still, just keep your mouth shut, stop touching things, stop moving, anything like that. It, it unconsciously gives you the belief that in order to be accepted and approved and loved, I must be quiet and be still. Because you got in trouble when you were moving around and being no, no, noisy. So we don't even re realize that later in life, we are resisting what we naturally do to express our joy. Now, maybe this isn't everybody, but it, it kind of might be everybody because every anytime I've seen a room full of happy kids, 
all they're doing is yelling and running around. Like, every kid does this unless they have something or someone that has told them to not do that or not be that. And so it's really just, it's, it's kind of funny and sad that as we grow up, we begin to think that we have to do something to be happy. We have to do something to be loved. But really, we have to do nothing. Like, we don't have to do anything to be happy because it's our natural state. We don't have to do anything to feel love because it comes from within us. And that's the whole point of this chapter, Everlasting Happiness. It is already residing within me. When I'm seeking happiness or love from external sources, I'll always end up being miserable and disappointed and my expectations will continually not be met because what I'm actually seeking is already within me. And if you've ever heard the story of Buddha sitting under the tree laughing hysterically after this 16-year journey of searching for happiness, like some like to think that he was laughing so hysterically because He didn't even think to look within himself. Like, it's kind of a cosmic joke that we're all seeking happiness and it's in the one place no one thought to look, (laughs) which was within us. And so, here we are wondering, what can I do to be happy? What can I do to stop feeling this way? Or, how can I be happier? Or, like, how can I make my my lover happier, make my kids happier. And and granted, when you're, when you're um, young and inexperienced, you might not really even think about this stuff the way we do. Like, we, you might not, like as a child, you don't have to think, what can I do to be happy? You're just thinking, what can I do today? Like, when you're in an, an already happy state, as most children are, before they're kind of like conditioned and programmed to act a certain way. When you're in that state of joy and happiness, everything you do is just going to be joyous and happy. And they talk about that in this chapter too, that when you're in a good place, then everything will be good. Everything you do will just be good because everything is coming from that good place. And I'm sure you can... relate that to when you're in a bad place when you wake up and the first thing you do is is fall out of the bed or stub your toe or or you missed your alarm suddenly it just feels like everything for the rest of that day is going to be horrible or you might not even think that way you might just like oh no you just got to rush into the day and you're just doing whatever you got to do And then you think, you're like, oh no, everything has been going so wrong today. This has just been a wicked day ever since I woke up and stubbed my toe. (laughs) Like, it's just kind of silly. But that is the power of our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions. And this, this chapter just like really put so much of it into perspective for me. Like, when I am resisting the natural state of things when I'm resisting what's around me like if I if I did wake up late or if my uber came late or if I missed the bus like whatever the case may be as soon as I start to resist that reality 
and say, I don't want this, I don't like this, I don't need this, I didn't ask for this. When I start taking things personally, like things outside of my control, things outside of my body, when I start taking things, these things personally, that's when when I when it when I first start to like go down this path of negativity, of identifying with it. Like, how could this happen to me? When in reality, this stuff is just happening. It's not to me, it's for me. I've really began to think of things so much differently. Like, when I am late, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a minor inconvenience. But then I'm just like, you know what, whatever. Like, I can't control what I can't control. And I refuse to let things out of my control disrupt my peace and happiness to disrupt like my present moment because as long as i am living and breathing all is well there's actually a quote in this in the book somewhere and he says um try to i really want to find it hold on okay you don't know how long it's been but it's been like three minutes since i i paused this to continue but it's funny how things work because to you it's just only been like a second but anyway so sailor bob adamson from a sprinkling of jewels says what's wrong with right now if you don't think about it and that is just such a funny simple statement nothing is wrong right now unless i start to think about it and then as my, my mind naturally does, it will seek out something that is wrong. Because my mind is my ego. And my ego is attachment. And they go on in this chapter to talk about how attachment causes unhappiness. And attachment is basically just holding on to something out of fear of losing it. Because we believe that without this thing, we can't be who we are, or we can't be happy, or we can't be loved. And love is inherently non-attachment. Love allows freedom of being, whatever it may be. Life is an ebb and flow because we are in a chaotic universe where it is always changing. And and since it's always changing, having attachment to a belief, a circumstance, a situation, a person, a thing, having an attachment to basically anything of this material world will ultimately lead to disappointment and unhappiness. And that is miserable. And it's just almost funny, like... I don't mean to belittle or invalidate anyone's feelings of unhappiness and depression in this world, but it's only funny because things are not as they seem. Things are almost always the opposite of what they appear to be because we don't have to do anything to be happy. It's not challenging to be happy, but it is challenging to be unhappy. Think about all the energy you have to put into it when you're upset and when you're angry, when you feel betrayed. Like, I, I know for myself, I have to continue to fuel that feeling by thoughts that reinforce that feeling. Like, how could they do this to me? How could they betray me? Or even myself. Like, 
when I was when I was using drugs every day, I I ended up being homeless, and I had all of my stuff in a storage unit, and of course at the time it was more important to me to buy drugs than to pay my storage unit fee. So I lost this storage unit. I lost every possession that I had acquired since I don't want to say since birth because that's a bit traumatic, but all throughout my college years. And two years after that, I lost everything that I had acquired. It was only like a five by five um, storage unit, but it was everything. And, and even my dad's ashes were in that storage unit. And I have, I've had so much shame surrounding that because I allowed that to happen. But... I have to continue to reinforce with thoughts all the reasons why it's bad. Like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Like, it should have been more important. You should have put the money away. Like, how could you lose, like, his ashes? I I would have to keep telling myself all the reasons why I'm bad in order to perpetuate that negative feeling. And But instead... I, I had that experience. I, I did that. I went through that. Just I kept telling myself how bad I was. But I was just, I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know, it's it's okay. It is what it is. I did what I did. And I must move on. I must. Because living in that misery of something I did in the past is literally ridiculous. Because... I'm not there anymore. I'm here now. I am I'm joyful and I'm loved and I'm loving and I am not the person I was the day that I did that. And if I just continue to think about what it could have shoulda, then I'm just going to continue to suffer and I'm going to continue to miss out on the beauty and the bliss and the miracle that is right now and I no longer live in the fear of what could have been because I'll never know and I can't control that because it's it's already like gone and in a, in a strange sense I am still grateful for all of my experiences in addiction and all of the things and people that I lost during that time because I really actually lost who I think I am. I really lost the identity of my ego because I had, I had gone to school, I had a degree, I had a job and a boyfriend and a car. I had money in the bank. I had everything that I was supposed to. I even moved up the ranks at my job and I was still so unhappy because I was seeking validation and happiness from all these external sources. And and like they say in this chapter, when we are seeking happiness in outside sources, although they might give us a glimpse of happiness and satisfaction, it's really just the grace of our our eternal everlasting nature um, opening up. Because it's always in here. It's always residing within me. But when when we focus on 
everything we don't want and we're attached to everything we think we are or everything we think we need, then we're not allowing that happiness to radiate from within us. So when we when we accomplish these things, like it's like a little little bit of that light gets to poke out, gets to shine. But in this material world, everything comes and goes. People, places, circumstances, situations, material objects, everything comes and goes. And so now I am learning to to live in a non-attached type of way. I kind of see myself as like a series of events in my life. Like it's like I'm watching a movie. I am an an observer of the movie and I'm an actor in the movie and I'm a co-director of the movie. And the co-director version of me knows more than the actor version of me. The and the observer knows even more than the co-director. And so if, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> That's like the way I see it. And and so when when my life is just happening around me, I do my best not to get attached to to anything because I know that things will come and go. And I know that I don't know what's best for the future me. So, for example, when when I miss the bus, like that could seem like a crazy detrimental thing, especially if I'm going to be an hour late to work because of it. But everything is happening in my favor. Everything is happening for a reason. And I will likely never even know why I had to miss that bus or why I had to be an hour late to work. I'll never know. And it's probably better that I don't know because some higher power was saving me from something. And that's just what I choose to believe because that feels good to me. And I'm so grateful that at this point in my life, I am learning to let go of what doesn't feel good. Let go of the thoughts that cause me to feel bad and be sad because those are thoughts that are not true. Those are thoughts that I don't have to believe. We don't have to do anything in this life except what we choose to do. And so I am on this journey of simply being and allowing and welcoming and saying yes to everything even stuff I don't like, even stuff I don't want, I say yes to it and I welcome it and all of my dislike for it. I welcome it anyway because it's here. I that's just that's just my only choice. It's just easier to welcome what I don't want rather than resist what I don't want because resisting will make it persist as you've heard resistance uh what you resist will persist. So I allow it and I welcome it and I embrace it. And only then does it actually go away. And I get to be free from that thing that I don't want. And and especially if it's a circumstance outside of me, everything will pass. Everything will pass. So it's kind of silly for me to become attached to how much I don't want something. Because when I take a step back and observe... I ultimately know whatever it is I don't want 
will pass me by because that is just the nature of things. And in the same breath, I equally am not attached to the beautiful, loving, wonderful things in my life. As much as I love them, I appreciate them today, here and now, when they are a part of my life, because I fully know that one day they will pass as well. And so it's so important to me today to just be in today and to be in right now, because for better or worse, this moment is going to pass me by. And all that will remain is my true self, the everlasting love and happiness that I am, the awareness that I am that observes all the other aspects of my life. Because without me, without my awareness, none of the other parts of this world would be able to exist. My, my world is a projection of my consciousness. So every part of me is equally important good, bad, or indifferent. So I encourage you to just welcome and say yes to whatever is going on in your life. And I promise, I say without a doubt, it will pass. This too shall pass. So I'm going to wrap it up there. This was an amazing chapter. And I just hope that I got the point across. A lot of it is repetitive. So I did my best to boil it down to just make it clear and concise but of course if you want to chat more about anything i'm here for you my website is abstractlogic.me as always i will put it in the description um, for this podcast but i'm here for you on this journey i am learning so much about myself and life and acceptance and growth and love And I just want to share it with people. I want to share it in hopes that you can be free too. Because it's possible for all of us. We're all not that much different from each other. We just have different past and different baggage. And different stuff that we have the opportunity to let go of. In order to live more authentically and more free and happy. So I'm here for you. If you need anything, just let me know. Again, this is Zalika Akila. Thank you for being with me today on Philosophy with Z. See you next time. Peace, love, and blessings.